Welcome back, everyone. This is episode four of Just a Couple Thoughts. I'm back. Kevin, you're a resident couple again? Well, are you a resident couple? You're a couple on your own? No. Are you not here? <laughs> I, I would say you're resident. You're resident. I don't know. Are you a resident guy? I'm the resident guy. Are you the re- well? No, all couples are guys and girls. But you're the resident guy of our cu- of the couple. You can't be a couple on your own. No, I'm just saying though. I am part of this. So am I. And together we're a couple. Hence the title. So I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Kevin. So um, did episode four uh. We actually have another comment that we could do feedback on. Really? Yeah. No. It's by Kipes. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah. <laughs> on episode three, uh, he left a comment. Yeah. Yeah, He because uh, we were talking about how um, back in the day, we had to like watch stuff on YouTube and Toonami Jetstream and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. And basically, he was talking about how uh, he had to load up like five different tabs in order to watch like a single episode <laughs> that sounds about right yeah yeah and he also mentioned that he was like missing a tab sometimes and yeah oh yeah 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 that would happen to me or i accidentally close one and mm. it's just like so devastating because you just get yeah. the way over again yeah yeah well thanks thanks hey, thanks for the comment types yeah thanks for supporting us for real I'm glad you enjoy it for the most part, I think. Yeah, and remember, guys, uh, I will read all the comments. Kevin and I, will, yes. Yeah, and I also realized, um, remember last episode when I mentioned that you can send messages on YouTube? That was half true. You can send messages to friends. Oh. So with that said, I think at least by episode five, I'm going to set up an email. Nice. What am I going to call it? I don't know yet. You'll see by episode five. <laughs> you can call it jacked 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 j c t yeah jacked that might be taken already <laughs> you think so maybe well oh my god if we ever get we have if we ever get like you know big and we can do like oh you know this this episode is sponsored by audible you can use code jacked <laughs> <laughs> Or no it would be couple wouldn't it yeah it would just be uh, it would be like Thoughts, <laughs> thoughts, couple, coupon code thoughts. But I liked, I like that jacked. <laughs> Buy one get one free. Get a couple for your thoughts. Oh my god! <laughs> Someone sponsor us, please. I know we only have like, like zero views on like. No, that's not true. No, do we have double digits on all our videos? Yeah. Is it just like ten or something? Thirteen. 13 13 mm. I think a couple like, of them were me though Cause I was watching I was watching it like, Can you imagine like going Going back Like you ever make it like Decent Yeah You know <laughs> If we make like a hundred views in the, uh, An episode that That's great for me that's, Oh yeah That would be awesome <laughs> Like just looking back now Be like yeah We had 13 views You know I've been thinking I was thinking about it all day but I couldn't find one that I was, like, really, like, interested in. Although, like, two weeks ago, I was talking to my cousin, mm-hmm. and I asked her, because she watched the first episode, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, I'm like, what did you think? And she said, 
it was boring. <laughs> so I asked her, what do you want to, what do you want to, what do you want me to talk about? I think she said like my, like food. Mm-hmm. Like, so just like food in general. Just all food. I don't, I don't really know, but I think that's like, I was like, yeah, I guess I could talk about food. food? <laughs> so. No, food is not that important to me, but it's a little bit more important to you, right? Yeah. Well, it's because my, my auntie, uh, I have a, like, she would make things and they would be really good. Or we go out to nice restaurants. I go out to like a lot of like, I've had a, had a lot of opportunities to go to a, kind of nice restaurants and like one Michelin star restaurant. So have I been to a Michelin star restaurant? What was the place we went to for our date in SJ? No, no. So yeah, I've never been to a Michelin star restaurant, I believe. I have only been to one Michelin star restaurant and that was, it was worth it. I couldn't eat a lot of things because it was, it was, it was a lot seafood? of seafood. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it wasn't really worth it. And I should have gotten the vegetarian option mm. or at least told them that I was allergic to shellfish mm-hmm. because um, a lot of the stuff I just like couldn't really enjoy. Yeah, that, that's why we ever go out to Vietnam. You can't eat a lot of the stuff because most Vietnamese food is seafood. But I can, I can kind of eat stuff that's like broth like like shrimp broth but like crab i just can't do i can't do crab i know this is like really like riveting conversation but like let let, let me get back on track so the michelin star restaurant that i've i've gone to um it was for my auntie's 50th birthday and we went to french laundry which is up in napa so wine country um where all the white people are at i don't know about that (laughs) but um it was like really it was really kind of like homey it was a really homey place because it was a house that was converted into like a restaurant and it has a mission star damn yeah and then like um, on the other side, like across the street, so they had a garden that was like maintained by um, the people who worked at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So all of the vegetables and all the fruit, they were all seasonal. Hmm. So. I mean, cool. that's cool. Uh, how much was it is the question. <laughs> oh, very expensive. It was very expensive because they bring... It's not like you order something and then you get it. It's a pre-planned meal. Oh, it's like an actual like four course, five course meal? What? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because they bring out little appetizers, little itty bitty stuff on big plates. Yeah. You know. And at the end you got like this like set of like truffles. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like chocolate. Well, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually like a... That was the highlight of my dinner. <laughs> the entire course meal. Because, um, what was it? That That's a thing in, like, uh, other countries, I believe, where they, um, not, like, entire course meal at a restaurant. Well, well some countries. But it's more like you eat it over a span of time instead of just, like... Because we, we live in America, 
So when we go out in the restaurant, we order our food and we get our food and we leave, right? Yeah. Apparently, in a lot of four countries, that's not the case uh, entirely. Where you get seated, you order your food, and then like maybe like in thirty minutes, they'll come they'll come by, and then you eat it. And then you talk for another 30 minutes and maybe you order more food. And then it's like an entire like an event thing, basically, mm-hmm. to eat at a restaurant. Um, that's actually what I heard. That's sort of the case in Vietnam. That's the only real foreign place I've been to and actually ate at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, if you're going to go out to eat, it's an actual like event. Unless it's street food or like a cafe or something like that. Um, if you're eating at an astro- actual restaurant, you go there... And you eat over like three hours. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a really long time. Well, because it's sort of like a party, mm. basically, right? Because um, otherwise, you just eat at home, or you eat like fast, uh, like street food, mm-hmm. right? But if you go out to an actual restaurant. That's an event. You never left the country, right? No. Are you going to? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Japan in a couple weeks, three yep. weeks, and I will have that episode by myself, but. <laughs> Um, you can bring in somebody else. Nah. <laughs> no, just bring in someone else. We'll, so. we'll see when the episode comes around. But like, um, that, that'll be interesting to hear about. Like when you go to Japan and you see how eating out there is like. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, because eating eating in Vietnam, it's it's similar to how you eat out here to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Where it is like, or eating out in where you just um, go out, you get your food, you eat it, and then you kind of just leave, right? Unless you're actually going to a restaurant. And there's not a lot of like actual restaurants in Vietnam. If, if you know, if people who people who've gone to Vietnam kind of know what I'm talking about, where um, there's a lot of places to eat, right? Where you can go there and get food, mm-hmm. but as a restaurant, as a place to like where you sit down and get served that's kind of uncommon right i feel like it's not uncommon if you're in like you know a big city or something you know yeah yeah that's true if you're in like an actual big city like you can find it but it's not there's not as many restaurants as you would think mm. right because like it, around here like we, we live in a pretty sleepy town or and it's pretty small, but we can find restaurants everywhere. Yeah. Right. Uh, but in Vietnam, maybe once every like four blocks in the city, you'll find like an actual restaurant. Mm. Most places would be either street food or like uh, very like informal places to eat. Mm. I can't mm. really call them restaurants, even though like by every definition they should be. Mm-hmm. But by like a definition of like what we're familiar with as a restaurant, they're not really that. Mm. You go there, you sit down, you eat, and then you leave. Which, again, it, it's kind of like a restaurant, but you don't entirely get served. Um, but yeah, uh, I and I could be wrong. Like I've only been to like a couple parts of Vietnam. Um, like I've only been to Vung Tao and Saigon because my family's from Vung Tao, and Saigon's a city. Oh, and Hanoi, the capital. Because that's where the flight always lands. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of how it's like. Like, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're going to have this. Um, this will be the podcast of travels. <laughs> <laughs> 
for me at least. For you. Yeah. Well, you you've been to Hawaii. You can talk about Hawaii all you want, right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I've been to Hawaii a lot. Yeah, because I every feel, year since I was born. Yeah. Because I feel like Hawaii is pretty different from California. I I think Hawaii is pretty different from California. I've only been there once. Mm. Right. But uh, in Vietnam, like, it's interesting going there and like eating there, as opposed to like eating like Vietnamese food here, mm. right? Uh, the thing I was I always look back on is that video you showed me of that guy eating Vietnamese street food. Oh, uh, from Strictly Dumpling. Yeah, and he was just loving the Vietnamese food, right? Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, I'm here. I'm like, that's just. That's just Vietnamese. <laughs> That's just very common food you'll find in Vietnam, right? Well, but it's good. I'm not gonna say it's not good food, yeah. right? But it's like, oh, like in Vietnam, you just go, you just grab it and you eat it, mm-hmm. right? It's not something that I would go, that I would sit there and like, um, oh my god, ah. Uh, uh. He made that like crab noodle thing. Mm-hmm. He made it look real good though. Mm-hmm. Like the food there's good. Especially if you like seafood, because most of the seafood in Vietnam they're fresh, mm. right? Because that's that's most of our market. <laughs> like we um, mo- most restaurants doesn't have the time to like keep seafood, mm. so usually um most of the time they'll buy the the food, like the the groceries, and they make it there. Mm. So almost none of the food is more than a day old. Very very like if they're big enough, yes, they will have like you know storage for food right mm-hmm. but most places won't um keep like um prepped food basically i was i was watching um one of his videos right mm-hmm. and like he was at this like really fancy hotel mm-hmm. and it was like a buffet like all you can eat and they had like really like nice stuff where was this what do you mean, like, what country it was in? Yeah. It was in Vietnam. Oh, it was in Vietnam? Okay. Yeah. And it was, like, only, like, I think it was only, like, a hundred bucks or something like that. Mm, that's expensive for Vietnam. Maybe it was less than that. But I just remember it being kind of, like, for what was served, mm. like, really, really cheap. Because he could get, like, lobster. Mm-hmm. And as much lobster as he wanted. And yeah, I'm, no, like... Because seafood's cheap over there. Yeah, well... For, I'm just like, it... <laughs> I mean, I don't like, I don't eat yeah. lobster, so. There's a little bit of bias because I'm Vietnamese and um, I'm familiar with all the food. But if you like Vietnamese food, especially if you like seafood, mm-hmm. you don't mind like traveling to like foreign places. Vietnam's really interesting, especially when you have a guide. Actually, only go there if you have a guide. <laughs> you should only go to Vietnam if you have a guide. There's lots of issues in Vietnam that you would not like want to be there with uh, a culture shock for mm. alone, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, Vietnam, um, solid like eight out of ten. Please go there with a guide. Don't go there alone or like, oh, I, th- or go there with a couple friends. Be like, I think we could stumble our way through. No, go there with at least someone who knows the language, mm-hmm. uh, especially with someone who knows the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Then what are we gonna do if we go to Vietnam? Because my aunts, <laughs> my sisters. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like I'm not saying like we can't have we can't be alone at all, but more of like if you want to go out somewhere, you should have someone mm-hmm. who knows at least at least the language, optimally the culture. Yeah, I feel like that's the case for most countries, but Vietnam's kind of like a like 
a real case there because like if you don't know people like that mm-hmm. it, it's really hardcore shock right mm-hmm. wait like like how so though uh well okay like for example like could you give like one example of something um the way you pay for things is kind of weird in Vietnam as compared to America because um obviously you pay with money right mm-hmm. but um unlike other countries where tipping is kind of weird mm-hmm. like like people say tipping is like a, an exclusively American thing mm-hmm. right but in Vietnam if you are a tourist you are kind of expected to tip yeah right yeah um uh, because uh for those who don't know Vietnamese economy is uh fucked <laughs> fucked hard right mm. so a lot of a lot of people there kind of rely on tourism mm-hmm. or um, not necessarily tourism, but family who come back from America, right? Yeah. And spend money there. So you are kind of expected to like be kind of frivolous with your money, mm. which in Vietnam is pretty easy to do because everything's so cheap, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, if you don't, um, but the problem is, is knowing how much to give. Mm-hmm. right that's why you should have someone who knows the culture like yes you can like just give the bare minimum right just yeah. like here's the payment and you're good right um but if you wanna like not be seen as someone who's like not like disrespectful or not or seen as someone who's not just a tourist right then you should at least give a little bit more than you should mm. right unless they're like soda or like stuff that's like not made by the people there mm-hmm. they're like commercially made stuff right don't tip for like soda or like mm-hmm. don't tip for like oh i'm gonna get a mcdonald's right yeah right but you you're paying for like food street food you should give a little bit more or like um you're um getting a massage you pay a little bit more um you get your hair done you pay a lot more i know and actually um and here's the, here's the important thing with culture. Uh, some places won't take your money, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Some places won't take your money. And depending on what kind of person you are, that's a great thing. Right? But, um, uh, for example, uh, my family had a basically a friend of a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And they all offered to basically... Um, the person basically ran a salon from their house, mm-hmm. right? Because in Vietnam, everyone kind of owns a business on the side and kind of just live in their business, mm-hmm. right? I think um, I've talked to you about this before. Where like, um, like for example, my mom's house is also a cafe, right? Mm. Or like, so the place that my sisters went to, friend of friends, it was a salon who was also. But it was also just a house, mm-hmm. right? It was literally just two places where you get your hair cut, you get your nail deals and everything like that. And then the rest of the place is just literally just a house, mm-hmm. right? So, but this lady basically did my sister's hair, her nails, her toenails, um, washed, uh, sh- shampooed the hair and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And was like, I'm not going to take your money. <laughs> oh. They're like, and she was like, no, this is your, your, um my family's friend mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna take your money right mm-hmm. and it was like and they felt so bad because they were like you did all this for us and <laughs> you're not gonna take my money oh no yeah i would feel so bad mm-hmm. yeah that would be really hard 
Yeah. So, so you, it's like a thing where it's like, oh, if you're not going to give, if I can't give you money, then I have to give you like something else mm-hmm. in return. But they, they don't expect that. Because that's another thing about Vietnamese culture, where it's like, if you are a friend, mm-hmm. then um, then we would treat you as a friend, right? Yeah. No matter the circumstance, right? So like, if um, like if if a friend went over to your house, right, mm-hmm. and it's dinner, you would cook for them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But would you want them to pay for pay you for the food? Yeah. Right. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh. So. Uh, so it's kind of weird there. Um, and sometimes like, no, you, you, you would pay anyways, cause they're running like an actual business. But in Vietnam, like some places their business quote, mm-hmm. is just something they do on the side. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about like the culture themselves or why everyone kind of runs a business mm-hmm. and then, but just lives in their house uh, as their business. Cause like... Um, like I don't know why like no one just owns a house, because that's that's super uncommon. Mm-hmm. Oh, people who just like own a house, that's like super rare. Mm-hmm. Like you maybe get like in every city or not say in every village, I guess. But your dad's house wasn't a business. It was. Oh. It was. Um. the The difference is is that um, no one worked there anymore. Because all my relatives moved out and had a business, and my dad went to America, and uh, and some of his brothers went to America, and the only person living there was the grandpa, and whoever took care of the grandpa. So what was it before? I don't remember. Oh. I think it might have been like a flower shop or something like that. No. Oh. Yeah. So um. So like most, or. Not unless a flower shop, but like a like a plant place, mm-hmm. like there's a like bonsai or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something that had to do with decorations, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like most most places in Vietnam, at least in the villages, uh, and I when I say villages, uh, whatever image you have of like a village, uh, like <laughs> like like a French village or something like that, or like uh, a place like a rural town. Don't imagine that in Vietnam, like there, there, like there are like sort of like these rural like village that like they live in like these wooden houses, but in, in Vietnam the village is pretty much like all buildings, but it's just businesses. <laughs> but it just turns out that people just live in these businesses, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it's for like in each village, you maybe get like in a population of a thousand, maybe like fifty people. Who just live in houses, mm. right? But everyone else owns a business. You think it's because they're like well off that they don't have another? That's not true at all. Oh, there's, there's not many people who are actually well off in Vietnam. Oh, um, if I had to assume something, mm-hmm. this is just an assumption. If there's any like Vietnamese uh, speakers in, who's watching this podcast and actually know like the culture of Vietnam, because um, for those who don't know me, uh, I am super distant from my culture in Vietnam. Um, I am as Asian American as you can get without being like someone who is like super proud of their culture. 
mm-hmm. because uh, I pretty much grew up away from my culture and my family. Not my family. Um, my parents kind of uh, was going through. My parents were divorced, <laughs> so I didn't get to learn a lot of my culture because we were dealing with all that shit, right? So, uh, if there's any Vietnamese speakers. And like Vietnamese people who know the culture of Vietnam who could answer this for me, go ahead. But my assumption is the reason that most people own businesses is because for financial tax reasons, mm. right? Because Vietnam is still technically a communist country. Yeah. So I think if you own a business, you get write-offs from the government. I see. Or benefits from the government. I see. Again, just an assumption. I could be completely wrong, um, but I don't have the time to look this up. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get to this in the next episode, right? But yeah, if anybody's watching this and knows, please answer that for me because I am honestly very curious. I just think it's funny whenever you're talking to uh, my coworker Chris mm-hmm. about anything Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I think it's just hilarious. No, because like, because you guys grew up kind of. Similar, sim- our families did. Yeah, I don't think we grew up similarly. Yeah, but our families definitely our, has super yeah. a lot of things in common. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, like I said, I grew up very far away from my culture. At least he grew up with a family who has that culture. Plus, I think he's also Chinese or he's Vietnamese Chinese or just uh, Vietnamese. He's Vietnamese and like his his mom is Vietnamese. His dad is white. That's right. His, his dad is white. I I knew he was mixed. I just didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah. So uh, at least from his mom's side, he gets all that Vietnamese culture stuff. Yeah. Right. And Vietnamese culture in America is kind of. <laughs> I don't want to keep using the word weird, because it's not weird if you know the culture, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's different from what I know as like American culture. Right. Or how Americans raise a family. Right. Or their like traditions. Right. Obviously, I think any culture has that. Yeah. So, for instance, um, uh, for those who are Vietnamese in the audience or um, especially if you're a Catholic Vietnamese person. Right. Because <laughs> Chris and I grew up in a Catholic Vietnamese family. Uh, then you might remember like Wednesday prayers, right? Where uh, is that a thing? Yes, that's the thing. Where every Wednesday, family um, from like everywhere local, right? So if we use the Bay Area for example, yeah, everyone from here, uh, let's say to SF, all the way down to San Jose, yeah, and all the way up to like Tracy, will meet up at someone's house to pray about what something <laughs> you don't know okay so i never got the context for it right mm-hmm. because we went there every week right mm-hmm. and i just took it as fact kind of like how uh churches on sundays right yeah. you just take that as fact yeah right but um you Vietnamese families in addition to going to church every sundays they'll meet up at someone's house every wednesday and do um and pray and they'll do like the rosary prayer where they do the hail marys and uh the the, i don't remember i don't grow up catholic anymore (laughs) but um they go through the entire rosary and everything like that and then uh 
moment of silence and then people either eat or leave mm. right um i thought i thought it was because someone's so someone died right mm-hmm. so we go there to pray mm-hmm but we go every week. So it's like, <laughs> did someone die every week? <laughs> so I guess it's just to pray for people or pray for things. I don't know. It's something. I, I never got the context because I don't think my mother ever explained it. And <laughs> that's another thing I talked to Chris about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, for some goddamn reason, Vietnamese fa- uh, parents... Won't tell you shit about what you're doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so like, I'll go to these prayers, and if I ever ask my mom, and I, I did ask her once, like, what, why are we here? She would just tell her, like, no, no, just, just pray. I'm like, no, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, we, we, she takes me to drive uh, drive somewhere, and I'm like, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we're just going to some... I'm like, no, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me where we're going. It's especially annoying when it's food. Because, mm. like, she'll give you something. My mom will give you something. And I'll be like, what is this? Like, oh, it's, it's Vietnamese food. Like, no, does Vietnamese food, but what's in it? <laughs> like, oh, you know, the fish. Okay, what, what is this? <laughs> That's like when I have, like, the, the banh mi, right? Mm. And I there's, like, that strange processed meat. And I have no idea what it is. And I think I asked you once. I'm like, what is it? I can't tell you because no one tells me what it is. I'm like, is it like ham? Is it's it... Vietnamese meat. That's what it is. <laughs> like, it's... it's like some sort of like processed meat thing. And I have no idea what it is. It's it's so annoying because like, because Chris and I were talking about is it, like, we have, we know everything by like Vietnamese something. So like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's Vietnamese noodles. It's Vietnamese stew. It's Vietnamese pancakes. It's <laughs> oh, was that? It's a Vietnamese crepe. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. What's in it? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't they know what? Why? Why don't I don't understand? Like, it's so annoying. Cause it's like, I wouldn't want to eat anything if nobody told me what was in it. Because uh, it's not even just like a, a Vietnamese American thing. I remember going to Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they served us, and I I kind of knew what it was. I just um, it was just speculation at the time, or it was a mm-hmm. hypothesis, but it was rainbow shrimp, mm-hmm. right? And like I knew what rainbow shrimp looked like, yeah. right? Because uh, lots of lots of nature channels, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So I knew what rainbow shrimp looked like. But when you cook rainbow shrimp, it doesn't look like how it looks in the water. It's gray. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so I saw it and I'm like, what is that? Right? Yeah. And guess, guess what my brother-in-law said? <laughs> Wait, uh, oh, you went with uh, Bang? Yeah. Well, he should know what it is. <laughs> no, guess what he said? What did he say? Like Vietnamese shrimp? He said Vietnamese shrimp. <laughs> Why doesn't he know? And I'm just sitting there like, what are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> what is it though? <laughs> like, oh, just eat it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to eat it, but like, just tell me what it is. It's just like, I just want to know. Yeah. I just want to know what it is. So I know next time, you know. 
just like when we were in SF, we were walking around in SF, and we were at that that market in uh, uh, that Vietnamese market. Mm. Oh no, it was a Lee's sandwiches, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And like uh, those green waffle thingies, mm-hmm. and then I was like, Kevin, now you can ask what they're actually called, but now I forgot <laughs> what they're called. Do you remember? Um. It, it was bun some because you know everything that's made of like flour and dough yeah. they call it bun something so bun me bun sale whatever mm-hmm. so obviously it was bun something I just don't remember what the extra thing was yeah. right Kevin wouldn't ask because he was, yeah. he was I, I didn't want to ask because like I'm in me I'm supposed to know what it is but I don't, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> so I ask because... Because you're not Vietnamese. Yeah. You, can, you can ask. It's fine for you. So I can act like, excuse me, um, what is this? <laughs> I just want to know. I want to be part of the culture, so... <laughs> now, anyways, um, what about you? Because your, your family... Like, okay. You, your family is Japanese, right? But... Uh, yeah. You... Would you say that your family is part of a Japanese culture. What do you what do you mean? Cuz I by the, that. Cuz you, okay, your family is distinctly Japanese American, right? Of course, yes. Yeah. But even your extended family, they're Japanese American, but they're almost distinctly like Hawaiian too, right? Or well, not Hawaiian. Let's not they're, say that. Let's not say Hawaiian, but from Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so almost no one that you know in your family like grew up in Japan. My mom, my and my two aunties they lived in Japan for a while. But they we, they lived there for like 2 years or something like that. And my auntie Sherry lived in Japan for a bit. But if you were to put like at least most of your family in like one bubble Right, because I I can at least put most of my family in like a bubble of Vietnamese American, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I kind of don't identify as Vietnamese American because I'm so far from my culture, like I, I'm I identify. It's kind of weird to say identify, but like I I identify closer to being a Asian American than I do as a Vietnamese American. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just because like I grew up so far from my culture. But you, your family, like, what kind of bubble would you put them in? Would it just be Japanese-American? See, my my parents are... Well, my dad is... Um, he knows a lot of people around here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. In, well, at least in the Berkeley, kind of like Oakland area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows a lot of people. Because that's where he grew up, so a lot of, there was a big Japanese American community, mm. and especially if you played basketball. Mm. Did you your know. dad play basketball? Hmm. What? <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he played in um, uh, the Japanese leagues and stuff. What? You know, like my sister. My sister played for the, you know, the Japanese American, you know basketball you know so if you if you don't know like um the bay the bay area at least has uh japanese american leagues so you have to be like a percentage of japanese american to be in it because leagues 
were made for people who were short. And that's that's oh. why they were made, because if you were, you know, this like tall, like you're like everybody else is taller than you. Right. And you're like five, yeah. six, you know, you make great port guards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, like I, I can't shoot for shit, but I made a great point guard. All right. <laughs> but see, but that's the thing, right? Because like. A lot of like Japanese American people, and this was it was a way to get the community together too. Mm. So that's why it's like you had to be a percentage of Japanese American. But now it's very hard Mm. to find like people like me and like my sister Mm. who are, for the most part, as far as I know, like a hundred percent biologically Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Around here, anyway. Mm. So, so, so you would kind of classify like at least most of your family as like Japanese American, then, right? I would, yeah, definitely. I'm. I don't know anything about Japan. Yeah, I've never been. I I don't associate myself with. <laughs> I guess that sounds kind of bad, mm-hmm. but I don't really. Well, no, that's that's the same for me. Yeah, I can I can literally say I don't associate myself with most of Vietnam. I I can't I I personally can't relate to anyone like who lives in Japan mm-hmm. um because like I that's a whole different kind of culture for me mm. and something that I just didn't grow up with. And what about Hawaii though? Cuz it's, it's so weird cuz I know that culture is very different from here. It, I mean it is, but there's two people I know who spent a significant amount of time in mm-hmm. Hawaii. That's my brother-in-law, Phil, mm-hmm. and your dad, kind of, right? And my mom. And your mom, right? Yeah. Basically, some pe- some people in your family, right? Yeah. And it's weird because I can tell because of Phil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, okay, so it, it's weird because the way the culture in Hawaii is, as far as, uh, as, far as I can tell, mm-hmm. right, it's kind of like super distinct, from like uh, California culture I feel like you say that about most states Right My dad didn't really live in Hawaii though I'm sorry to interrupt you Yeah But I mean Like he would spend his summers there But mm. But I, I can tell like Some habits Right mm. You know what I mean Especially like the way um, uh, Some people would say some words uh, I guess I can't bring a, an example like off the top of my head right now, right? But like, like before, like when Phil spent a significant amount of time mm-hmm. in Hawaii, um, because um, he doesn't spend that much time now because yeah. he has a family here. Yeah, yeah. But when he did, uh, every once in a while, a little bit of a pigeon pigeon would <laughs> would come out, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, it's very it's very noticeable in your uncle. Right. And my Uncle Terry. Uncle Terry, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he lived almost he, his, my entire life. Yeah, he, he lived, lived his entire life in Hawaii, right? His later. His he, later. Yeah, he lived like 20-something years in Hawaii. In Hawaii. So every once in a while, like, a little pigeon comes out, and, like, I can you notice, right? Um, but I feel like uh, even spending, like, a year there, right? Or even, mm-hmm. like, a couple months there, you kind of pick that up. Yeah. Right? That's why I can like sort of tell mm. when it when it leaks out, 
yeah. Right. And that's only because like I spent so much time with my brother, uh, my brother-in-law Phil. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure like I can't tell because it's my own way of speaking. But mm-hmm. if I ever spent like enough time in Vietnam and I come back and people who know mm-hmm. how Vietnamese speak, mm-hmm. they can tell like I, I would pick up some habits. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, but that, that, it's kind of like a little bit off what I'm talking about. Um, but one of the things that I, I noticed a lot mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to people who come from Hawaii to here mm-hmm. is the way they um, love Hawaiian food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, poi, mm-hmm. salmon, mm-hmm. uh, pokey. Mm-hmm. Even, even just spam, right? Mm. Right. Cause like um like like yes spam Vienna sausage yeah like this Vienna sausage like even like yes spam is like a like a thing that almost every culture can eat right mm-hmm. but something about Hawaiian people well not Hawaiian people people who live in Hawaii mm-hmm. and what they love about spam is sort of different you know what I oh my god you know there's something recently that I learned so you know that the the spam cookbook. Mm-hmm. One of my grandma's friends, like, helped write it. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised either, but I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I was, like, really shocked. I don't know if it was a friend or, like, a family member or something, like a distant family member. I just remember hearing that um, because we're, like, writing cards, right? Mm. And, like... Uh, my grandma was like, oh, yeah, something about, like, a spam cookbook. And I'm like, like, the spam cookbook? Because, <laughs> like, yeah, cause I don't know if that's just a a Hawaiian thing. I, I feel weird about saying Hawaiian because obviously, like... It's just a Hawaii thing. A Hawaii thing, right? Yeah. But something about, like, what they love about Hawaiian food, and especially spam. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, like if I have, um, like Hawaiian food here, mm. it like it doesn't taste. I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't taste as good to me. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's the atmosphere. Maybe it's like eating it with family mm-hmm. that makes it taste so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, and it, it's kind of it's kind of fascinating. Because, um, like with a lot of cultures, there's overlap mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll notice, like, oh, um, there is overlap between Filipino and Hawaiian cultures. Yeah. Right? Because they're so close sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, for instance... Oh, cascaron. Mm-hmm. Casca- cascarons are so good. <laughs> they are good. They're so yummy. But, but for instance, uh, I've noticed that... A lot of people who like comedians, um, comedy from Hawaii, mm-hmm. a lot of Filipino people also like that kind of comedy. Anyway, um, to go back to the um, Hawaii thing, mm. like, I don't know, I just feel like, um, oh, man, the food is so good over there. <laughs> God. That's the thing about culture is people always go back to the food. Yeah. Well, it's a very, like, like integral part of, like, you know, a culture. 
is the food, you know? Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing, right? Yes, it is. But I don't feel like it's the case for all cultures. I don't. Like, which which culture do you think is is not... Is like food it, is not important. Where in- food is not, like, important to the culture? I would argue that... Um, American culture... Like, yeah, like, people kind of identify American culture as, like, greasy food, right? Hamburgers and H- hamburgers hot dogs and, greasy, and, hot dogs and greasy food and, and fries, right? That's what people associate America with. Yeah. But, like, I don't think it's as important to the culture of, like, quote-unquote America as it is in, like, other countries, right? I, 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 yes, but I was thinking more of, like, you know... I don't know. I was thinking more of, I guess maybe it's not like, I I still agree that culture and food are very intertwined mm-hmm. with each other, but I think that like, um, I don't know. I just feel like it is. <laughs> I I don't know how to explain it, but I think I think it is. Like I understand what you're saying about like American culture, but America is just this one big melting pot. You know, mm-hmm. well, so so is Hawaii to an unfortunate extent. Yeah, but like, but there is like, there's stuff there. <laughs> there's stuff that's good that I can associate with it. Yeah, I don't know, but that's part of America too. I mean, that is, but I don't think the food kind of reflects that though. But that's like in Texas. In Texas, there's like barbecue. I mean. So in New York, no, but that's what like Texas is like known for is like big portions and barbecue. Yeah, but I feel like there's lots of states that's known for the barbecue. Like what? Like who? Carolinas. Both the Carolinas oh. are known for the barbecue. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's also true. There, there are other states that's known for the barbecue. That's not exclusive to Texas thing. Like big portions, sure, but I feel like. A lot of other countries associate America with big portions. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I understand that food and culture is intertwined to most cultures, right? Most people would say, like, all cultures. Yeah. I just don't think that that's the case for all cultures. I think that food might take in a part of a culture, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're as intertwined as many people think. I just I agree to disagree because I still think it's really important and I think it brings people together and that's like it creates like a community that's what's so great about food is that it brings people together creates a community of people who enjoy being together and enjoy being with each other you know that's what I love about good food you know because it's like brings families together you know and brings communities together. Yeah. You don't think so? You don't think so? I don't know, I don't know enough about other cultures to make like a confirmed guess, right? Because I don't know enough about like Canadian food, right? I don't know how important Canadians, uh, Canadian food is to their culture, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, I don't know how important like uh like british food is to their culture well think about like like 
let's not even go like you know like hamburgers and like hot dogs mm. but like even candy mm. you know people can be nostalgic about candy because that's something that they grew up with and something that they really like for mm. example like a like a snickers bar right I mean, but do you associate candies with cultures but i okay but i associate with community mm. right so it's like and like it's kind of like in that bubble, you know. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Not entirely. Well, you no, know, not in the case with candies, at the very least. No, no. But I'm saying because that's a part of like food, right? Mm -hmm. That's like something that people have grown up with, that like you know, gives them a good feeling, it associates them with something that maybe like was like part of a family, part of a community, you know. Mm. I'm just saying that, like, that's, like, food that, like, incites that feeling of, like, maybe, like, being happy and, like, being part of something, you know? Especially when other people like it, you know? I guess. I don't know. That, this might be where, like, the part of me who only identifies as Asian American rather than Vietnamese American comes in, yes. right? Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of part of me where... I don't associate a lot of things that is commonly with culture to it, right? For example, like food is not super important to um to me personally, right? So so food is not it's not like important to me, but I understand why it is for a lot of other people, especially like the community aspect of it for for their cultures, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not to me. Because of how distant I am from, from my own culture. I guess. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's where that comes in. I... Don't get me wrong here. I'm still going to hold my ground in the fact that I don't believe that all cultures' food is intertwined to their... All, 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 all the cultures are intertwined with their food. I... Well, no, I'm not saying that every culture... Like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, if you live in, like, you know, like, if you live in, like, I don't know, like, the UK, you're just going to eat toast and beans, you know? I mean, that's something that people do, but I'm, like, you know, that's part of, like, you know, what they do, what they like, you know? It's part of their, like, culture, you know? Mm. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like... Um. Whoa. Or like bangers and mash, bangers. you know. Like, what I'm trying to say is like, I personally don't think that food is has to be as intertwined to culture than what people think it is. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> That's just what I think, right? I I feel like there's definitely cultures where that applies. Like a lot of Asian cultures, food is super important to a lot of Asian cultures. Yeah. Uh, in Hawaii, Hawaiian food is super important there, right? Uh, Filipino food, you know? Mm hmm But I don't think that, like, uh, food is as important to, uh, doesn't have to be as important to a culture than what most people think. That's just me personally. I think that there's a lot that, like, um, 
that can be learned from food in terms of like passing on something like, you know, like learning something from like an older generation to me, because it's like, you know, like say for instance, like your grandma makes a pie or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like a family recipe, mm -hmm. right? Um, or it's like it was passed down from their grandma and their their mom's mom, you know? Mm. Like that's part of like I I'm I feel like that's more of a That's like a community thing, I understand. It's not like the culture of like America as a whole. I, I don't even think that's like mostly a community thing. I think that's mostly just a family thing. Yeah, but that <sighs> Okay, I don't know. I'm just trying to say that, like, it's, like, a part of somebody's culture that they brought from somewhere, and then it's, like, kind of coming together in their own home. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's not, like, America as a whole. Because America as a whole, mm. like, because we're such a big country and it's, like, a huge melting pot, not everybody's going to have the same culture, which is the point. Not all, like, Vietnamese people are going to be the same, you know? <laughs> we're, not, I mean, we're all not one legion of Asian American, but we just all have things that are similar and that we can, like, kind of, like, attach, like, kind of, like, cling to, you know? I know what you mean. Like shrimp chips. <laughs> Every Asian American knows shrimp chips, okay? I, I know what you mean, and... I might be drawing like too many lines in the sand here, right? But uh, I feel like in your example of like, oh, like, like recipes being passed down or something like that. I feel like that is a stretch. Let me let me just say this, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but I still think that that has something to do with it, even if it is like a little bit removed, you know. Mm. Uh, I uh, I know what you mean. Uh, it's just that person. I think that's more of like a a family thing rather than just like a oh this is something that is part of my culture, right? Like like if my family had like a uh, like a stew recipe that passes down. Let's just cut this all out. <laughs> I don't want to like. I'm just saying because. Like, I feel like I'm going to look really dumb by, like, talking about this, and I'm going to look back at it later, and I'm going to say, like, why did I even bring it up? I just... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say anyway. You're right. Uh, Maybe. I don't even know about that case. Like I said, I think... I think that to most people, right, that I might be drawing too many lines in the sand. I might be dividing culture and family and um like nature and etc food and all that stuff i'm like dividing them too differently apart when the when in reality they're probably just all just intertwined with each other i would say that that's the case mm. but like i would say that like food maybe c culture is a part of it but community is definitely something that food is a really big part of a community let me just say that Right. Mm. I mean, you can't disagree with that. That food mm. is a really big part of any kind of community. That's another thing where I'm like, I don't think it has to be, but well, it doesn't have to be, but it is. 
What do you mean? When, no, you can't say that. Yeah, it you is. can't say like No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. 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 It doesn't have to be, but it is. That's the reality we live in, Kevin. I don't know what fantasy you're living in. You can't say a sentence that like <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this, but it is like this. It is like that. That's like saying like it, that's like saying it doesn't have to be like this, but it has to be like this. You know, I I'm just saying the world the world doesn't have to be flat, but it is. <laughs> I don't think we're living in the same reality, Kevin. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to close the subject off because I feel like we're exhausted everything here. But <laughs> and now we're just getting upset. Well, like- I, don't think we, I don't think it's just that we're getting upset. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think we're getting upset, honestly. I, I I think we're getting you know, have a disagreement here, right? Mm-mm. But I think we've kind of exhausted everything that we want to talk about. As we're going farther, we'll just reiterate what we're already saying. Yeah. Right? But I, I just want to close out. You can also close out. I just want to close out that I do think me, I am drawing... <laughs> me, Kevin, <laughs> smart guy. Right. <laughs> not, not even smart guy. Me, Kevin... I do think I'm drawing too many lines in the sand here, right? But personally, when I think, I think culture, community, family, food, etc., 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 are separate and they have overlap, but I don't think it needs to have overlap. That's just me. You can close out your part. I'm done with this topic. (laughs) I think Kevin is wrong. (laughs) He's dumb and he has a big head. (laughs) And that's my closing statement. Oh, I am definitely going to be on the losing side of this. I already know I am. Like, if we had a bigger fan base, the comments would go wild. But I do think I'll be on the losing side of this. Right. Speaking of that, do leave a comment what you think about that topic, though. Are you on Team Sarah or Team Kevin? That Team Sarah, that community food and everything is always intertwined? Or Team Kevin, which is like, I don't think they have to be intertwined. They don't have to be, but they are. (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) You can't say something doesn't have to be like that, but say that it just is. (laughs) It's the irony. You know, it's not even irony. It's, there it's, is no irony. The that. irony is that it's true. <laughs> uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, maybe. Uh, I was thinking maybe we should talk about. I think maybe we should talk about. Um. Our relationship a little bit, again. Again, in every episode. In every episode. I feel like we should just talk about it a little bit. Well, what do you want to talk about today, then? That's a good question. I don't know. Is there something, like, 
you want to talk about for our relationship? About our relationship? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think about our relationship in particular. I feel like yeah, I have a lot of like relationship philosophy, on, but that only really applies to myself, which I guess we could talk about. Yeah, sure. Because, okay, uh, I, I'm going to say something. And I, I want to see if you agree with me or not, right? Me personally? Yes. Okay. I do not believe true love exists. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so to elaborate on that, I don't think anybody like really just falls in love. Um, do, um, like in first impressions or even like fifth impressions. Mm-hmm. To me, I think love is something that's like continually built upon mm. right so that's why i think having a relationship and getting to know each other is so important in mm-hmm. relationships because the more you know about each other is how you kind of develop that love for each other i also feel like you know you can't just you know get with your partner you know like just start dating and then stop kind of trying because mm-hmm. it's like well you know you're not like maintaining anything mm-hmm. you just like you know you reach the goal for you yeah but that doesn't mean that you know that they're always gonna love you you know what i mean mm. i mean some people just love the chase right yeah uh and i feel like there are people out there who just like love developing that love but doesn't like like maintaining that love i think i know somebody like that (laughs) i think we both know someone like that but (laughs) uh but going on with that i don't believe that like love is exclusive to one person all the time also like i personally am a super monogamous person you know that right Yes. But I also think that because love is something that can be continuously developed, Mm -hmm. people can fall in love with anyone. Mm -hmm. Right? It just takes time and effort. We've had this talk before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It takes a lot of time and effort to develop love with another person. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that is kind of what the beauty about it is. Mm. Right? But because I believe in that, I also believe I also believe that falling only falling in love with one person is kind of something that people just don't accept. I feel like. Um, or, okay, no, wait, I, I want to clarify. Oh, this sorry. Really quick, you you sorry. continue. I just want to clarify what I just said. I believe. I think most people believe that they will fall in love with one person at a time. Mm. I don't think that. I think that because love is something that's constantly being developed, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy for people to fall in love with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and a lot of times, like falling in love can be accidental. And just knowing people more, getting to know each other a lot more, and finding out that you have at least some love of affection with another with mm-hmm. another person, you can get that small bit of love with another person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by like, falling in love and having a serious relationship with someone else sometimes that is not a one and only thing yeah right Mm -hmm. 
that's just like my personal philosophy about love. Go on, sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, because, well, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not not monogamous, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't have any problems. Like, if you wanted, mm, maybe not if you wanted to see other people. <laughs> and maybe I'd have a problem. <laughs> I'd be pretty jealous, probably. But if you told me that you wanted to, like, you were interested in somebody else, I'd personally, I'd be shocked because that's not very like you. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be, like, against it, you know, because, you know, people fall in love all the time. Mm-hmm. And who am I to, like, you know, I think personally it would be selfish of me to, like, not let you do what you wanted to do i don't know but can i this is not a hard disagreement here i'm just thinking about it sorry go ahead like um like i don't think it would for me personally i feel like it would it would be like kind of selfish of me for to to keep you from experiencing things that you wanted to experience um because like that would because I don't know I understand that but I also think love is a very selfish thing I think keeping someone to yourself is very selfish yeah that that's true but I also think love is also a very selfish thing because like you can love someone so much that you only want to keep them to yourself mm-hmm. right that that is something that is a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has a little bit of that. Mm. Just like how earlier you said, like, uh, if you would be jealous mm-hmm. if you if I decided to date other people, mm-hmm. I feel, and I will also feel like that. Yeah. Or if you decide to date other people, I will also feel like really jealous, mm-hmm. right? But we both kind of accept the fact that it is completely possible. That we may fall in love with other people. Not as much as we are in love with each other. Because we spent so much time with each other. Yeah. And spent so much time developing this relationship. Seven years is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is completely possible to fall in love with other people. Yeah. To have that bit of spark with other people. Yeah. But I also feel like because we would be bothered by us dating other people. Mm-hmm. That's because we love each other, each other so much. Mm. Right. Aww. That's why I say. <laughs> that's why I say like love is a very selfish thing. Mm. We we want each other. We want each other to be happy. Mm-hmm. But we also want each other to ourselves. Yeah, and we also want ourselves to be happy, and like knowing that like you'd be off, like with some other person, wouldn't make me very happy. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Like, I understand, and, like, I would only want you to be happy doing what you wanted to do. But at the same time, I think it would also be kind of hurtful. Mm. So, at least, you know, Mm. at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's what I mean by, like, I don't believe there's such thing as true love. Because true love kind of implies that, like, they you will never fall in love with anyone else Hmm. i feel like it's like everlasting yeah everlasting yeah and i think like the both of us will agree that like 
even love isn't everlasting. Love is fleeting. Isn't that what they say? Oh, no. Yeah. I feel like it's the same, but I, I don't know. But uh, I don't believe love is an everlasting thing. I feel like... I feel like it can be gone in an instant. It can be gone and it can come back. Yeah. Right? I I don't... I don't think like love is something that like always is always going to be there, mm. right? Um, and I say this full well knowing that I love you a lot. Oh, same. Yeah, so, I love me too. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah. So and I, and I say that full knowing that it is completely possible for me one day to not love you even for a second, right? This is not. This is sad. No, but I the don't thing like is that. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is because we've developed this relationship so much that I don't think that's ever gonna be like a permanent thing. God, that was like almost hurtful to hear you say that. Like, I don't love you, and I'm like, <laughs> it's almost shocking. <laughs> like. I mean, like, I, I know what you mean, right? Mm. But uh, I feel like because we've developed this relationship so much mm-hmm. that it the one day maybe in that possibility there will be a fleeting moment where I would think that like, oh, I don't have that feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think that no matter what, I will always in the future or even like. Um, there will always be moments where I will love you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like there, there might be a spot where I think, oh, uh, how how this? I there may be moments where I uh, I may think like, oh, I don't love this person anymore. Mm-hmm. But I feel there may be moments of that, but I feel like there will always be moments where I would say I love you. That's that's very sweet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's what I think. I I think. I think and love is kind of like a very like weird term. I'm not gonna force any definition on love right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a conversation that is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I say, "I love you," or we talk about love in general, people kind of know what we're talking about, even if it's just strictly an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That's why I always say to you that every day I love you more and more. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true because we keep developing this relationship with each other. Oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> this is going on the internet, Sarah. This is forever now. No. <laughs> what will happen if we break up? <laughs> Oh, it's a simple solution is we don't break up. <laughs> we never break up. Love is everlasting. <laughs> well, no, like, that... I'm not going to say, like, you know, we will never break up. Yeah. We, we never know the future, right? Yeah. But I can say right now, right, mm-hmm. and I will... There is a near 100% chance in the future, right, mm-hmm. like tomorrow, that I will say I love you. Oh. Right? Oh. And tomorrow, there is a near 100% chance that I will say I love you even more than I did yesterday. Oh my god, Kevin, please. <laughs> Stop this. 
Oh my god. It's like the notebook or something. No, no, but I'm 100% serious. Because of my philosophy that I think love is something that is always constantly being, being built upon and that can sprout from anywhere. Mm. That I think as long as we are in a continually continuing relationship with each other, mm-hmm. then I will continue loving you more and more. Mm. You always know what to say. <laughs> I'm always over here like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's really nice, Kevin. Oh, thanks. <laughs> No, that that is my personal philosophy about love. Mm. I feel like, um, because I am only myself, and I don't know what other people's philosophy on love is, right? But I feel like if more people adopt that, adopt the idea that falling in love with another person is something that can be, that is built upon rather mm. than something that's like an instantaneous fleeting moment, mm. um more people can have a loving relationship. I feel like having a convert, like if you have those feelings, you know, if you end up develop- developing feelings for another person while you're in a relationship, then I feel like you should talk to your significant other um, about it and just tell them, you know, like I've been feeling, I don't know how well that'll go over, but, um, you know, I've been feeling feelings for this other person and I don't really know how to feel, but I still love you. Mm. You know, I, you know, I'm not really sure what's happening right now. So because love is complicated and mm. people are complicated and not all animals are monogamous. You know what I mean? Mm. So I just, you know, just saying, <laughs> just saying, I think that's, that's a good place to like to end it talking about love do you have any final thoughts do you do you have a philosophy on love about like like what do you mean i mean i don't know if you ever thought of it that hard no right because <laughs> 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 i'm i'm usually the person who thinks about like certain things that hard right kevin kevin's got some big brain energy over there <laughs> and i'm over here with like my hamster wheel like no you bring up really interesting topics that i would never think about right like what like um episode two like the with the robots yeah oh i if you did not bring that up i probably would have never thought about robot prostitutions and the the <sighs> consequences of that mm. right mm. but like like, yeah, I think about stuff, like, really hard like that sometimes. Um, but I feel like you bring up topics that makes me think about that stuff. Anyway, um, I don't really have a philosophy. I've never really thought too hard about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's not something that I would really think about. I thought about, like, you know, like, monogamy and, like, like different kind of... Uh, I mean, are you a super monogamous person? Not really. Yeah. I mean, you're you're also not like a super polyamorous person either. No. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not... 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible for someone to fall in love with someone else and be in no, love I, with I, two I, people. Yeah, I really don't agree with that either. Yeah. It's just that me personally, because I know how I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a super monogamous person, and I feel like if I do fall in love with someone else, if I end up loving them more than the person I'm currently with, I would break up with the person I'm currently with first. Oh, yeah. 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 That that's just me. Some people can. Some people are fine with the polyamorous um, relationships, mm-hmm. and they are perfectly okay in my book. Mm-hmm. You do you. Um, it's just me personally, mm-hmm. right? And like I completely understand where you guys are um, coming from, but I know that I cannot handle being with two people at once, uh, and trying to balance that level of love. Between yeah. two of them, yeah. Because being with one person is already hard enough. Yeah, I I can only give it my all to one person at a time, mm-hmm. and trying to split that with two people uh, conflicts me. Mm. Right. But if you're in a polyamorous relationship, good on you. <laughs> good on you on handling all that um all that relationship and spreading that love around. Honestly, yeah. And that's a lot of responsibility on all sides, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not just like one, like the other person's life. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's what is going to make all of you happy. Yeah. So that's, I think that's really hard. Yeah. So good good on you. If you're on a polyamorous relationship and you're able to handle that, that's, that's honestly pretty impressive in my book. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that like... I agree with you in that I don't think that there is such a thing as true love. Mm-hmm. I just think it love is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And your relationship is, you know, how much you, effort you put into it and um, how much effort, how much the other person is willing to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't have a, a relationship with just yourself. Mm-hmm. You need the other person too so yeah. you need two people to make it work mm-hmm. at least two people you know mm-hmm. two people minimum there is there is one thing i want to bring up before i close this out and this might be even a longer episode than i thought it would be mm-hmm. but there is one thing i want to bring up um it is perfectly okay for one person in the relationship to fall in love with the other person but the other person not fall in love back mm-hmm. i think that's perfectly okay that's that is what I mean by I think love is something that that should be built upon. Uh, I don't think anybody in I don't think any two people in the world fall in love at the same pace. Mm. I think that's a completely weird concept to get behind, right? Because I I think um, when we were going out, I told you that I loved you first. Yeah. But you were uncomfortable saying that back. Yeah. And that it's perfectly okay, mm. right? Um, so... Because I don't think I thought I liked you. Yeah. I was just like, uh, okay. It's something that you <laughs> had to go through, your, you had to think yeah. about yourself. And that's perfectly fine. So, if anybody out there is in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Or is not in a relationship right now, but it's going to be. Uh, it is perfectly okay for you to fall in love with them. Or them to fall in love with you. And not have that feeling be 100% reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And it is completely possible to still continue that relationship. Mm -hmm. The 
the main issue is if they just don't straight up love you. Yeah. Right? Or they just don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find love anywhere you want. It's the effort and time you want to put in. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, not everyone's made for you, but you can find it anywhere. You can find it. There's always somebody, you know? Yeah. There is always someone. Um, that that's someone that's something that a lot of people say mm-hmm. right there's always someone out there to a certain extent I think that's true mm-hmm. um, I think it, especially now if we broke up I'm not gonna fall in love with someone as much as I love you now currently mm. well you right? don't know that yeah. I, I don't I just don't think so mm. I think like if I break up with you I may fall in love with other people Um, but I don't think like it would be a, a long-term relationship. Mm. I think if I break up with you, I will have a lot of fleeting short-term relationships um, and be a more or less a bachelor most of my life. Mm. Mm. Right? Could be wrong. I don't know the future. I don't even know hypothetical features. That's even beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, for those of you who... um are going to be in a relationship in the future or currently in a relationship right now and are confused about love, that is understandable. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Uh, if your partner is confused about it, if you are confused about it, if you know your feelings but your partner doesn't know, that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, love is something that's built upon. So build upon it together. Thanks, love guru. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's like a. I think you're right. No, I'm no. just I'm just poking fun. But no, I think... no. Uh, but I don't think that's like a too much to say. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a super controversial thing to say. So. Yeah. I don't think so either. Okay. I think that's where we're gonna end it. Alrighty. Sounds All right. good. Well, this is the end of episode four. A long episode, I feel like. Well, a lot of it's probably going to get cut. Yeah. We, we rambled a lot this episode. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I feel like it, it might be a longer than most of our other episodes, but I feel like it's going to be around the same length. I hope you enjoy it, yeah. whoever's watching, so, listening. Listening to us talk about and rambling about culture and love and having our first on on podcast argument. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a that was a hard disagreement we had there. It's, it's like, wait, no, you're wrong. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, th- thank you. Episode four. Um, I have been your host and half of your resident couple, Kevin. That's right. Mm. That's right. Half. You can't be a couple by yourself. I'm the other half, by the way. Sarah, if you've forgotten. (laughs) And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.